Derek Spallone on the show. My man, you worked for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers, being a Chicago Bears fan. Now you're back. You're back. I'm back. <laughs> in your, <laughs> you're back in your city. Dude, this is crazy. How do you feel? Oh, it's good, man. First off, thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, yes, glad sir. To be here. Shout out to uh, to Jo over here. I know they they may not be able to see him right now, but he's he's holding it down uh, next to me. Um, but yeah, it's great to be here, man. Thanks, and and being back in Chicago, of course. Uh, you know, got born and raised in uh, Wheeling, so not too far from here, uh, Wheeling Buffalo Grove area, and now now to have that opportunity to return back after a few different stops on that sports uh, sports world, it's been uh, it's been a blessing. Yeah, man, for sure. And uh, I, I followed your your work on social media, and uh, I gotta say, it's uh, it looks like it was a dream come true because you were on TV a few times during the games. I perfectly remember um, that game the, between the Bears and the Packers, Week One of uh, the twenty eighteen regular yeah. season. You were on TV, so we talked about this before we started recording. And you're a Bears fan, right? Correct. And you were working for the Green Bay Packers. How was that experience over there in Green Bay with all those diehard Green Bay Packers fans? You said something very interesting. So, I mean, I'd love for you to talk about yeah, that right now. For sure. For sure. And, uh, yeah, man. So, it was definitely a unique experience. Um, so, if I, I'll just backtrack for you. So, yeah. when uh, right after I got done in Tampa, I, I, we, I went, so I had an intern class in Tampa. So, we all started off at the same time. And... Um, everybody like towards the end of our internship they um all either had internship offers afterwards or job offers afterwards i did not so i was one of the few that was kind of like oh man what's my what's my next chapter right i was like this was such a great experience and now i may not get to you know continue to to build off of that so you know but like anything else you know you, you have faith and and you know you hang in there you apply so I was in Florida. Um, my internship ended in January. I stayed till February, and then I actually left to uh, my family's house and uh, my parents, excuse me, in North Carolina. So I went there, stayed there for a few months, was still applying, didn't get any hits. Moved back to Illinois in April. Uh, NFL season was like you know guys were training, so that off season OTAs were kicking up, and you know I saw these you know things on social media, and of course on you know the the websites you knew it was like that time of the year guys were getting back in the lab. And I was like, oh man, you know, I may not may not have this opportunity to go in and work in that in the NFL again. But it was a great experience. So, uh, you know, if if that was where it ended, like started and ended, I'd be okay with that because it was just that you know that it meant so much to me to have that opportunity. The Buccaneers gambled on me and gave me a shot um, to come, you know, and be their intern. So I was, uh, like I said, just applying and applying, man. And then June hit. Um, the Packers had an internship position. I applied for it. And, uh, they, you know, I reached out, sent an email follow up to the, to the manager and my former colleague in Tampa Bay used to be an intern for the Packers. So small world again about, uh, you know, networking and connections, which I'm sure you'll, you'll probably jump into later. But, um, so, you know, I just like, Hey man, I applied for this, you know, I reached out to my guy, Max, uh, who was my colleague in Tampa. I was like, Hey man, I applied for this internship. And, uh, and you know, he, um, I'm not sure if he may have reached out to, to the hiring manager, his name's Ryan, who, who I ended up working under in Green Bay. But uh, anyway, so I interviewed for the job in the beginning of June, and I didn't hear back for the whole of June. Oh, so man. I was like, all right, man, this is probably, you know, not not the role, but I wasn't too too discouraged or like disappointed or anything, right? I was like, okay. And um, end of June came, 
and I still didn't have any any offers. So I didn't know what, what was going to happen on the journey. And I interviewed uh, the Vikings with the Vikings, like right at the end. So it was like end of June came. I had an interview with the Vikings. It was like a really cool position. So it was a social internship, but it was, from what I recall, it would have been uh, a social internship that would have turned into a full-time job the following year. But this role also got to travel with the team. It's like un- unheard of for an intern to ever travel with the team. <laughs> so it was like, they were factor like, you could travel with the team. And another thing though, mm-hmm. was not only would you do social, but I, I would have been able to do some reporting. So I was like, man, this is like a golden opportunity. So I was ready to ready pack my bags and go to Minnesota if they were to offer me, right? So, yeah. um, you know, but they ended up, uh, so, excuse me. So then it was like, you know, I was between Green, I never heard back from Green Bay, so I figured Minnesota was my only shot. I got my wisdom teeth out the beginning of July. Two days later, Minnesota was like, you know, we hired somebody else. And I had a follow-up interview with, with the Packers. So they did reach back out to me after a month. And I remember one of the questions was like, you know, are you like, you know, I know you're from Chicago. Do you have any like <laughs> reservations, you know, possibly coming down here? And I was like, man, like, no, you know, I'm like, you know, it kind of like, what are you going to say? Right. You, you just, have to be a professional, correct, especially in sports. And, uh, you know, like just a quick parenthesis yeah. here, like for example, when you are uh, a commentator on TV and, the, your favorite team gets scored on you have to have the same emotion that when your favorite team scores so you have yeah. to be as unbiased as possible 100 percent, and that yeah. was the thing so um <laughs> so like i said i didn't get the vikings role two days later packers offered me the internship uh it was a blessing man i was just on the couch recovering from having my wisdom teeth out and you know they offered the role it was like the middle of july training camp started like two weeks later and so i had to find my way out to green bay i was like all right you know let's let's get out there and and make it happen. Fortunately, Green Bay is really the closest NFL city outside of Chicago in regards to proximity and distance. Um, I used to think it was super far. It's only less than like three hours from mm-hmm. where I was, so about two and a half hours away. Uh, so packed my bags, had, headed out to Green Bay. Um, stayed with a great host family, actually. Uh, the Thurlofts, yeah. So I actually didn't have a place to stay, man. When I got out there, I was trying to find... Um, when I knew I got the position, I only had two weeks to try to find housing because they weren't the Packers didn't accommodate housing. Um, well, either did the Buccaneers, so it's not not no shade, you know. It's just they just for interns, there's yeah. no benefits. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, so you have to kind of find your way. So um, I reached out to just a couple of you know just like just calling. I guess you would maybe call them like landlords or real like you know not necessarily yeah. realtors, but more more landlords of different facilities and and their establishments and like the properties they owned. And, um, the first lady I talked to was a lady named Lori and, uh, you know, she was like, Hey, they had like the cheapest spots, like Green Bay. You could live there like pretty, pretty cheap, uh, especially for, for a one bedroom. And, uh, so, you know, I didn't, but I still didn't have any, Oh, there was no availability for me before I had to get there. I had to get there by the end of July. Nothing was open until like August. So, you know, I was like, okay, like not really sure what I'm going to do, but I want, I wanted to get out there for, for training camp. So that's how you get accustomed to everything and learn the system. Um, so she was like, Hey, like, you know, I have something available middle of August. She's like, but look, like I, you know, it's just me, my husband and uh, our son. She's like, if you want to stay here for two weeks, rent free until your spots available, you're more than welcome to do so. 
I was like, this is awesome. Talk to my family, you know, how the, how the mothers work. So my mother lives in North Carolina um, and Lori, she's in Green Bay, of course. So they just connected through the phone and they were like, yeah. So that was just kind of set up for me, for, fortunately. So I came down to Green Bay and <laughs> yeah, I had that host family. So, um, so yeah, man, it was a quick adjustment. I was there for two weeks. And then right before I was time for me to move out, I was like, hey, you know what? You could just stay. You just want to, you know, if you just want to stay here, um, you know, you're great with our son. So, uh, shout out to Miles. Uh, and um, so, you know, it's like you could just you could just stay here. You're never really home anyways, because I wasn't Packers. I was working like at least 40 plus hours weeks. I mean, and you got Sundays yeah, at least 50, 50, some 50 plus hours weeks, you know. Um, so it was it wasn't too of like an inconvenience, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, just those vibes and building that relationship. So I'm very thankful for them giving me that opportunity. And uh, I didn't have to stress about finding a place, living alone, breaking leases, mm-hmm. uh, the whole nine, right? So that was my tying along with your question, my welcoming to Green Bay and how people are. Because I'm like, wow, these people are so kind, right? Because I'm literally technically a stranger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah, of for, course. And for somebody, we've only spoken on the phone. So for someone to be like, hey, come stay in my house. I don't know about, you know. For, for anybody else but it's a little different right like i know for me it would have been like all right well like you know i probably got to meet this person or you know what i mean how do you make those calls, yeah of so course to speak because you're kind of like you don't want to intrude on someone especially you got a, a whole family <laughs> so it's not like just this one one person that's like a bachelor or you know or, or single or something like that so you're coming in there and living with the whole family and you're just trying to like you know what i mean you're trying to get them to know you you're trying to get to know them see if that that that's that mutual fit so um that was my experience to green bay people and i quickly learned how nice everybody was in that community the whole city of green bay was awesome like there's everybody was super cool and um tying along with what you said because i knew that was from chicago and a bears fan and there was no like negativity mm-hmm. which is really crazy right because yeah. you think all right here's this big rivalry that's been going on for you know, for years, man, like literally it's the Bears 100th season anniversary this year, right? Yeah. The NFL's 100th mm-hmm. season and last year was the Packers 100th season. So um, they've been having this rivalry for so long where it's like you would think, all right, man, there's like this type of vibes, right? But everybody was so cool and it's unique because I think as I was telling you off, um, off, the, off the record, like if you're a Bears fan and you live in Green Bay, it's different than being a Packers fan and living in Chicago. I think you know what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you unique. say if, you say it from experience because you're you were a Bears fan living in Green Bay, cool. and um, I have a couple friends actually that are Packers fans. Sure. And they get treated like crap whenever the the, the Bears and the Packers play. You know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so it it's totally understandable. It's it's amazing really mm. to to think about how these people took you in without even knowing who who you were. Uh, you were a complete stranger to them, and they took you in like a son pretty yep. much yep that's that's how they took you in so that just speaks about the the, the type of people that, that they are and uh excuse my ignorance here no, but yeah. but uh, how big is green bay when it comes to population sure and like you know like let's compare it now to chicago since that's what we're kind of doing um population and the just the size of the city yeah um that's actually a really good question i wonder if uh um yeah, well, I think Joe might be on the stat, stat check for us really quick. Uh, sorry, no, <laughs> there no but you know, I, I can tell you this, though. Um, the city of Green Bay is the is the smallest NFL market. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, maybe the smallest market with a pro sports organization. 
if I'm not mistaken, that's probably, that may not be completely accurate, but the smallest NFL market for sure. So that just tells you like, man, they all rally around this team. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. it's awesome, man. And that's what I wanted to build up to. Like working for the Packers organization, I'm thankful they gave me an opportunity because like I said, I literally didn't have any, any other offers. Right. So everything happens for a reason. I'm thankful I went there. Um, I learned a lot during, during my time there. And I think Jay, you have the, the stat. Chicago is 2.7 million. So. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, there you yeah, go. Yeah, okay, so right. th- that kind of explains why they are more friendly because Chicago is such a big city. Right. You don't you don't know anyone over here. I'm pretty sure in your neighborhood, you know everyone and you know what they're up to, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks for the stat, man. I appreciate that. Thanks, Jay. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a different world. You step into a completely different world. For sure. And uh, we were talking about the opportunity that the Packers gave you. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. yeah continue yeah. continue was, yeah no worries man i was just gonna say yeah like i'm thankful for them i lived literally where i was living with the with the third law family um was like five minutes away from the stadium so i couldn't have asked for an easier commute so is, is it like in that that community that's like literally like that lives next to lambo so that, it's, it's not it, too far out it's okay probably, that's the crazy part man so the only time that street will take you longer than five minutes to get through is on sundays Oh, of course. This game days. Of course. So you're going down this one street. Because <laughs> um, I was on Holmgren and everything's like, on, you know, through Lombardi, um, coincidentally. And uh, um, so that that whole like, you know, going down and I remember I'd get out of the neighborhood and yeah, like I said, it would take me five minutes, but game days, you like, you, you had to leave a little earlier. I had to be there earlier before everybody got the chance to come into the parking lot and tailgate and you know, have those lines out the door. But oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a 15, 20, 25-minute wait if you go in that route and as opposed to your five minutes. So, sounds like a lot. Obviously, we know what Chicago traffic's like, so oh. it's like, compared to that, you're like, oh, man, this is a piece of cake. But now imagine if you're coming from, you know, wherever you're coming from, right? If, I, if, if you're coming from, like, I live five minutes away, but now if you live 30 minutes away, so you already come in 30 minutes, and then you have to wait in 25 minutes of traffic, you're like, dang, that's a, that's a little schlep, so... Yeah, man, <laughs> it was. They they have no idea. They they, they don't know how it is yeah. over here. <laughs> it's uh it's, it's different, man. It's a lot different. Um, but like I said, people were great. Opportunity with Green Bay was awesome. Um, I learned a lot. I came from a, you know, like that's just such a historic vibe. So yeah. I, I can't, like you literally work inside Lambeau Field, and like I can't really explain it unless like I don't know, if you've been to I don't know if you've been to Green Bay or to Lambeau. No, no, I haven't for sure. But if any of our if any of the listeners have, they they probably know like. It's just this massive place, man. And you go right inside. It has this like 50 foot long uh, Lombardi trophy, um, you know, and it's like it's just an amazing it's an amazing vibe and atmosphere. You really feel like the history when you're when you're inside there. So your offices are literally there. So literally on game days, like I'm already at the stadium. Like that's where my office is at. So it's uh, it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. No disrespect to my time in Tampa Bay because they had some really diehard fans, too. But green bay like that's what you have like this whole city rallies around that team um and uh you know it that was the difference right like in tampa bay you get a lot of the snowbirds right because people moved down to florida from new york so you got giants fans you know like when i was there in tampa bay we played they they played the they hosted the giants and the patriots <laughs> and so like oh, it was yeah. incredible but i could like i'm pretty confident there was a lot more of those opposing team fans there which isn't a shot at them because it's like, yo, you got to, at the same time, it's about your, your legacy and your history and the Buccaneers. Now I think are, they're, they're, I mean, they all work hard. And so it's like, you're trying to, 
it's hard, man. NFL's hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's look at the Cleveland Browns, you know, for all those years. And now you got these guys and you're going to transform your organization. But not to get too sidetracked, but just Green Bay was, uh, it was dope, man. They gave me an opportunity. I learned a lot. Um, different policies, you know, a little different than when I was in Tampa. I think Tampa, I had a little bit more, hey, try things out. I think Green Bay was like, hey, like, this is how we do it. Now just kind of learn. And I was, but I'm thankful for that because I learned more, stru- like I learned a, a certain structure and vibe to be technical. I, I learned so much about creating content in Tampa and then in Green Bay, I learned how to be technical. So you put those two together and it's that, that's what that experience was about. So it was, it was a cool, uh, a cool time. It went fast. Um, and that game was like insane, bro. That, that Packers bears game was like, Oh man. Yeah. How were you Jeez. feeling? Your, your inner, <laughs> your inner bears fan had to come out at yeah. some point, you know, when, when the bears were leading, they were leading for yep. a big part of the game. And then they ended up three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It, yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers went down yep. that. Yeah. And then he came out and he, he just balled out, man. Yeah. He just did it. And that was, and, and that was Cleo Max first game. Yeah, it was, you know what I'm saying? It like, was, it yeah. was like, you know, cause he was, he was traded. He it's was, crazy, man. Yeah. I might, I might, oh, was it that day after my birthday? September 1st. My birthday's August 31st. I remember I was back here because I remember he was going to be a Packer or a Bear. Like, that was the big thing was like, uh-huh. so, you know, Raiders were going to ship him to one of those teams. So then the Bears took that, the three first rounder offer and the Raiders, you know, something they couldn't refuse. Um, so, yeah. And then literally that week's when they played, when they played the Packers in Green Bay. And he had like, uh, what he, he had a strip, strip fumble uh, when, when Kaiser came in for Rodgers. He stripped the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleo Mack and he had like he was a beast man and it was insane but it was uh, I wanted I needed I wanted the Packers to win because keep my it makes it fun like I don't yeah. know social media you know I mean yeah. you can imagine how social media is for a team yeah. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. just imagine when like you lose like it's it does suck man oh yeah so um, and I don't even play so I'm not even on the field right but like the tweets or the things that fans will say to you it may make you feel like man like dang like you're directing it to me I don't even you know what I mean like it's it's crazy so um i didn't manage like the twitter but like i worked with the snapchat a lot but you just see all the messages you see everything that goes on so and i knew it would make my managers like life easier it makes everybody in organizations life easier when you win games of course so um i wanted them to win but i wasn't going to be opposed if the if the bears had pulled it off but at that time i did of course want the packers to win that was where my they gave me an opportunity so you know i, I was wanted them to get the w um and then they battled back and that was crazy and it's so crazy man so Buccaneers season opener my first year they hosted the Bears also oh my god yeah. look at that so I that was Mitch Trubisky's uh rookie year yeah but he didn't start so he was the backup to uh, Mike Glennon who was a former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback um before Jameis Winston took over in Tampa Bay so I never b- believe this man I've never been to a Bears game so I've only seen the Bears play away and I've never been to an NFL game where I haven't been on the sideline Wow. Yeah, because working for the so yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't mean to even sound like spoiled or nothing. I, I mean, I, I guess I am. That was a blessing, man, because I was like, you know, you see it from a whole different lens. But I would love to see what it'd be like to be just like, because you look up in the stands, man. Everybody just looks like they're having so much fun. Yeah, Maybe not in Green Bay because it's like freezing cold, but they looked like they were having fun too. But it's like, it'd be cool to go to a game where it's like warm weather. Not, you know, anything in Green Bay after October is like, man. It, yeah, maybe go to like a Super Bowl <laughs> in in a dome or something, right? Right, right. Um, but you know, now that you you, you meant well, we mentioned Aaron Rodgers and we mentioned him, um, of course, one of the greatest quarterbacks, not just now of all time. Yeah. Um, did you get to interact with him, or um, and this will build to my next question: in your two years as an intern in two NFL teams, did you get to build a relationship with any of the players? Were they 
easy to to talk to or did you like not even get to interact with them at all sweet so that's a good question so um to answer your first question i've never had the chance to meet aaron Rodgers. unfortunately um that's one thing in green bay i would have like that would have been like i would have loved to have done that that was actually like something like man like you know what i mean just because um For so long, right? You as a as a Bears fan too, you you grow up and watching that rivalry, and there's just this guy, and it's Aaron Rodgers, right? And he just like as much as like you're like man, like you know you're rooting for the Bears, you're like man, this guy, like you just recognize greatness, right? Same thing mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. Like, oh yeah. People don't like Tom Brady or they don't like the Patriots, but like you just respect them because you're like man, this guy's like forty plus years old and he's just yeah. balling out at a high level. Yeah. Um. Same thing for Rodgers. You know he would like dismantle the Bears in their defense and there would always be a way where he would just rally something and you're just like wow like what am I watching so to watch that live like I, I witnessed the whole season for that on the other side of it and I was like man this guy's like unbelievable you know um so I didn't have the opportunity to meet him I would have loved to have done that that's like probably number one on the bucket list so hopefully one day um but I didn't get that chance uh I in the same vicinity, of course, because, I mean, I would go on the field and grab stuff. So I've grabbed, like, Aaron Rodgers' content, um, but never had the chance to just, like, even shake his hand or, or to uh, introduce myself or who I was. Um, trying to trying to word this. Uh, so Tampa Bay and Green Bay, when I talked about um, certain policies and, and things like that, and uh, Tampa Bay had more – it was more – freedom i think with in regards to creating content and being able to work with their play like work with the players and and to create those relationships um green bay it was more kind of structured how i talked about and not that tampa wasn't structured i think what i should say with green bay is it was more like of a okay like you're this like my my manager would be the only like that's probably the best way my manager would be the only one from our department our social department to be able to um go and really create that type of bonding relationship and i think it dates back to just the policies like i said you're you're one of the only teams they're they're the only team in all sports that's owned by technically like the fans they don't have an owner so everybody in green bay um the city they all kind of own like a a share or a stake of the Packers or you have that opportunity to kind of own a share or stake of them. So it's like uh, a president of the Packers and uh, the GM and ownership group, like groups, but not like a designated owner. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah, yeah. What, just yeah. to cut you off real quick in, in soccer, mm-hmm. especially in South America, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Okay. There are, um, they, they have shares. Okay. And a lot of like the big teams that there, there are um, people well like different people that own them it's exactly like the green bay packers and right here we're so used to seeing like the one owner Mm. jerry jones um robert Kraft, uh all all these guys that uh, the guy from the knicks that everyone talks about i can't yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) james dolan yeah right yep um you know people talk so much shit about him right but it's it is different and it does create a, a different a different legacy for your team because the fans are the ones that are pretty much in charge of of everything that, that that goes on with the Packers, you know, even from something as small as how the atmosphere is at the stadium on, on game day, you know? So I've always thought that was pretty cool. But I think that at some point you really do need someone that uh, 
that will serve as the owner. You know, that, that eventually it's going to have to come down to that. Right. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's unique, man. And that's what I was saying. Like, I think for me to come um, to the Packers by way of, of Tampa was like, okay, this is, wow, this is how, like, you know, a historic organization that if it's not broke, don't fix it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that kind of ties along with what I'm trying to say, where it's like, hey, like, this is how we run it. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's paid off, right? Like, you win games, you win championships, or you've proven your ability to um, still have a high attendance, like, there's a season ticket waiting list is like 300 plus years, man. Like you, like you're, you're set. You, so a lot of what social media is, is you help aid ticket sales, like, you know, putting out ads or promotions mm-hmm. and like, you don't have to do that in green Bay cause you're not selling tickets. You don't really have single game tickets to allocate, like allocate because your tickets are all sold out, man. Like, so you're good. Like, you know, 80,000 strong are going to pack that, that stadium. And it's so, but, um, but circling back to it to, to that man, so Green Bay, I didn't really have the opportunity to really engage or interact too much. Um, but um did cross paths with just a couple of the guys on the social world. So like through training camp and covering those things. So Aaron Jones, who's their running back, was a really cool guy. He was like one of my favorite personalities. Um just this really humble guy who like stood out to me because what they do in training camp for the Packers, they do this thing, it's called the dream drive. And it's super cool. So kids will um, bring their bikes to Lambeau Field where the player's gate is when they come out for practice. So they practice across the street. Mm-hmm. So what they would do is like kids will like line up, you know, um, there's like the, they're inside these bars and they'll have their bikes there, man. And kids will be there from like, say practices start till nine or 10, they'll be there like 7 a.m. Like I remember pulling up to work at like 8, 8.15 it is already a line like it's just a line you know like this everybody's within that that bar and they're just have their you know they're just they're just ready man like these kids are just ready and it was cool because the players would choose a kid's bike and ride it to practice so it's right across the street right but dude that's a memory like you know i never had anything like that like you know that's a really cool thing as a kid right you're talking oh yeah six seven eight years old and these are like this is your childhood like heroes yeah. Like that's your city, man. Like you're the only like the Green Bay Packers out of that, like that everything there. So now you have this guy and like doesn't matter if he's the first string running back or the third string tight end, you know, or like a guy who got, you know, picked up and may not make the squad. Just the fact he's riding your bike and riding alongside you, just super cool, man. So that was like super super cool to capture that and to see that. They did a couple of like, you know, um for charities and certain things like that. Uh um it wasn't like Aaron Rodgers and Clay Matthews, but guys like Devontae Adams, who's like a phenomenal wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Randall Cobb would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Aaron Jones, who I was talking about, the running back. So he was like just super cool, man. I saw how he interacted with kids. I was like, man, this guy is like, you can tell he's really cool. There was a story out a week, a couple weeks before I started where like he like, he's just pushing this elderly lady, elderly lady, elderly, elderly, sorry yeah. guys, lady <laughs> in, a, in a wheelchair uh-huh. to the airport. Yeah. Like, he's just helping out. And Green Bay is, like, a really small airport. Like, you get, like, O'Hare takes, like, 30 minutes, right? But, like, there is, like, you get in security and you're, like, you're through. And um, so it was just, like, this cool thing. Like, man, this guy has, like, a really cool vibe. And, like, so having the chance to meet him and just talk to him for a little bit, I was like, man, this guy's, like, really, he's, like, a really cool guy. He seems really cool. And then he was, like, just a phenomenal beast on the field. He didn't play the first, um, was it two, two games or so? And he still almost rushed for a 1,000 yards. Like, it was just incredible. So, um. 
he was a really cool guy in Green Bay. And there was a couple other guys that were just really nice guys, man, just like through covering community events. Like they have some cool personalities. Jair Alexander, who's their the rookie cornerback, and like Blake Martinez, who's their linebacker. Those guys would do uh they did I covered some of like the community events they had there. They were just really cool guys. Like I would grab social content and stuff like that. So um yeah, it was cool, man. It was a cool, cool experience there. Um Tampa Bay now that was like that was just awesome man like I'm just thankful for that that chance there to go and create content and to like try to interact with those guys uh you know they gave me an opportunity to like you know kind of um I don't know if we have time for this backstory man but Tampa is like crazy like journey if you mm-hmm. want me to get into it I can if there's no, yeah. go ahead go ahead <laughs> so the floor is yours go ahead sure. so <laughs> this is crazy right Jay? I told Jay, oh man he was like what yeah so uh so now you'll hear it but yeah so i the internship with the buccaneers i started in tampa in july this was like my first like really major opportunity man like so so we're talking about like july 17 right 2017 okay good 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 point right there so that was literally that man like i remember literally like being offered the position like it's almost like coming out the basement man like i like that's like my room's in the basement man i remember just getting this like wow man like they want to interview me for this position and mm-hmm. then like getting offered the job and like you know i was like man this is like just so crazy like getting offered that position yeah so i came to tampa bay started in july of, of 17 and i had four total colleagues so i was a social and digital intern so i had a uh, digital coordinator a social manager another digital social guy and then our head head boss Everybody was so cool, man. Yeah, super cool. I started there. I don't know if you know the show Hard Knocks on HBO. Yeah, yeah okay. of course. So that was the year they were on Hard Knocks. Uh huh. So <laughs> I had this like, <laughs> it was it was incredible, man. Like, started this internship. Everybody there was just so really nice, man. They had this like big banquet where like the uh, COO, a chief operating official, who's the highest guy on the business side. So as as we were talking about, football organizations are divided by football and business. So you need both of those to have great relationships in order for you to create the type of content, especially for social, right? Like you have to like be on good terms or the business people or the higher ups have to like be on the same page, I guess might be the good word. Like Mm -hmm. be on the same page. Mm -hmm. What are you, what are you trying to do? How do you execute it? Cause you're the product, right? Like the, so the people that tune into Snapchat, they're not trying to see like Derek, they want to see, oh man, Mike Evans, Seamus Winston, right? So that relationship's crucial. So I could have the access to do it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I need that ability because that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, we all aid the organization, but like that's what people pay on one hundred and twenty dollars a ticket to go see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, man, just like that opportunity, like with them coming on board, the COO, like I remember him welcoming all of us, man, and just like hooking us up with Buccaneer swag and going into this big lunch cafeteria. They were like just talking about like what training camp was gonna be like to everybody. It's this whole staff thing, man. And like you know, training camp's gonna be like what hard knocks. Like being in the facility it was like cameras everywhere, and we we're just like, man, it's gonna be like super cool. You know, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And um, so <laughs> so hard knocks, they came in. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, hard knocks came in, and then um, I was out there shooting uh shooting practice, and uh. I remember it was like, it might've been like the first or second week training camps, like a month or so, three weeks or a month. Florida's hot, man. I used to wear suits. Oof. Yeah. But you know what's yeah. so crazy about it, man? It's cause I might, it's not a bad thing, but my dad was very like, he was always, you know, well-dressed and well-mannered. So he always taught me about 
you know, just dressing appropriately, of course. And, you know, especially for a job and internship, you want the good first impression. You want all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, it was so funny because I used to um, wear those to training camp. Like, I would have, like, a, uh, a sports jacket or I would have a dress shirt with a tie. And training camp's right outside the facility. So, we had, like, practice fields, and that's where it was. It wasn't, like, an off-site place. So, like, man, I'd be, like, sweating profusely just because, like, it's so hot, man, 100 and, like, it was, like, 100 degrees every day in July. So, you're just out there thinking, like, man, I have to dress well, but I look crazy because I'm wearing this, like, everybody's wearing shorts and, like, these polos, and I'm, like, man. So, it was just, like, already off the gate like that. I was, like, man, this is uh, this is an interesting experience. I'm, like, hopefully I could uh, make that type of, like, feel feel more confident to that i'm like doing what i'm supposed to be doing where i could like come in and dress more casually right yeah and then eventually they're like yo just dress like yo dress down you're good man i was like oh for sure so thank you <laughs> you know had it in my backpack right oh yeah thanks nah but uh so that was cool and i remember like one of the first or second weeks i think it was the second week or so and my manager comes down he's like yo did you see the news I'm like what are you talking about i'm just out there shooting practice and he's like um he's like you know uh k adams who is the host on Good Morning Football uh, on NFL Network. It's like, you know, she like gave you in the social department a shout out on TV. I'm thinking to myself, what the heck's going on? So Max, who is a digital guy, um, who actually, he actually offered me the internship. He sent me the link and I'm watching this thing while I'm covering training. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, it was something like they did a hard knocks fantasy draft and she drafted our social media team. And so she was like, uh shout out to andrew norton who was my social manager uh kevin corbett who's the director who came down and gave me the news he's the one that like officially hired me for the job and then they're like and the intern Derek spallone and then there's this like nate burleson and everybody else on that show just like spallone like you know what i mean it was just crazy so i had this clip and i'm like whoa like you know this is so crazy like because they didn't have to do that for me you know as it makes sense yeah. like yo like you don't have to mention the as bad as that sounds right because i'm thankful for that i was an intern but like th that's how it's treated right it's like all right the intern he's not full-time yeah. he's not you know even part-time like he's you know what i mean an intern so mm -hmm. like the fact that they like my manager passed over my name or you know he like yo don't forget to shout out the intern like that meant a lot because yeah i've only been there for three weeks or two weeks whatever the case was yeah. and like you know that meant a lot to me um because it was just like man that was like that was just a blessing you know so i was thankful for that so they, they like looked out, man, and it was like just really cool, cool vibes right after that. But this is where it gets crazy. Like right after training camp, my social media manager left and he took a position somewhere else. I'm thinking, man, who who would want to leave the NFL, right? Like why why would anybody want to leave <laughs> here? Like what? This place is awesome, you know? And the reality is, is that in the world of social media and sports or really anything, right? Anything with sports because of how demand and how passionate yes. people are. Yes. You can make maybe twice the amount of money doing the same role somewhere else outside of sports, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a family, if you want to work regular hours, you know, it's all things that make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't really apply to myself, right? Because at that time I'm 23. I'm like, man, you know, I don't have a family. I wasn't in a relationship at the time. I was like, it's just me. So I was, you know, hey, I'll grind it out. I'll do whatever, you know. But as you get older, you're like, oh, man, that, that kind of makes sense, right? It's like, uh, working smarter, not harder, so to speak. Yeah. And you're kind of able to to live your life and mm -hmm. enjoy it. So my social media manager left. He took a position somewhere else. My director who hired me, he left two months later, took a position somewhere else. It's already down to three of us. I'm a social intern. Keep in mind, man, I've never 
done anything with like social media and sports really i I worked with the wolves a little bit doing game day just snapchats Mm -hmm. i'm in tampa i'm supposed to be learning everything (laughs) social digital right learning a cms system learning you know how to get stuff to the web learning social techniques learning strategies how to create content have an eye for art which i'm sure you do you do what jo does i had to learn it so I'm learning it like, all right, how am I shooting this photo, right? How, how can I shoot this photo differently than the person standing right next to me? Because I work for the team. I got to figure it out. That was the number one rule of my, my social manager, Andrew, you know, passed on to me and that always stuck with me. But so, so Kevin, my, our director, he left, took an awesome position in Las Vegas. Um, yeah. Vegas, baby. <laughs> he, was, he, he was so cool, man. He was awesome, man. He's, he was, it was, I'm so thankful for him to give me the opportunity. He, uh, I spoke with him on LinkedIn not too long ago. Um, and uh, he congratulated me on, you know, the swollen sports. And I was like, man, like, without you giving me that opportunity, you know, to be in Tampa, I'm like, who even knows if any of this is possible? Because you just with still confidence within yourself when you're going through your journey. But he left. Oh, completely understood. So it's just three of us, right? Everything seems cool, right? Well, here here you go. Week eight in the NFL season, uh, another colleague of mine named Joe who like was like a mentor to me too. Like he like really took me under his wing, taught me a lot. He left, took a position with uh, Flow Sports out in Texas, uh-huh. and he was like really big in wrestling. So he had the opportunity to do some things there. And then it was just Max and I. Max is the one that technically offered me the position, right? Yeah. But then Kevin was the one that signed off on it. But like it was just Max and I. And I remember, <laughs> I remember Max coming over to me, and he was like, "Don't panic." He's like. And I could tell you wanted to like kind of smirk laugh. He's like, yo, it's just like, it's just us now. Like, you know, like Joe is leaving, he's taking a position. But it's funny because we had the same talk three, four weeks before that when Kevin left. Hey, don't panic. You know what I'm saying? And now three, four weeks later, Joe's leaving. Hey, Derek, don't. I already knew it. I'm like, man, like what? You know, I already knew what this talk means. It's like when someone says we got to talk, you're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's never or, good. <laughs> yep, right, right. If your girlfriend's like, yo, we got to talk, you're like, oh, no. So, what I do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, man. So um, so that was that. And then it was just Max and I for week eight of the NFL seasons, the half, essentially the halfway yeah. point. So yeah. rest of the season was just Max and I. But it was so cool because he really gave me the green light. I was like, hey, man, I want to try this out. I want to do this. And he was like, give it a shot. Go, go, go ahead. New management came in. Eventually, of course, you got to fill those roles. <laughs> so um it was really neat because I had the opportunity to really like have my face out in, in a presence and build bonds with the players. Like I hosted this piece called Five Qs with a Buck on our Snapchat, which was five questions with a Buccaneer player for Snapchat every Thursday. So I would go in the locker room on Wednesdays and I would and I would pull pull a guy, hey, I'm Derek. I work as a social intern. Can can I swing by tomorrow and we do this little segment? And everybody was like down with it. It was really cool, man. It gave me an opportunity to build bonds and. um so my one of my favorite players even coming into there was um, Mike Evans, who's their wide receiver, and he's a big basketball guy. Mm. And you know me, so he's, yeah. I'm a basketball guy too. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I had the opportunity to really like uh, on, on build a relationship, a working relationship, um, just from, hey, man, like, you know, what do you think about this? He's a big D-Wade fan. So it would be like D-Wade or LeBron, or we talk about these news headlines he would, you know, talk about basketball sports and it was just cool man because i got the opportunity to like kind of be at his community events he did a lot to give back i would cover his community events his charitable events like those things that i already enjoyed doing on the broadcast side but now that i was social and i worked for the team it was like i was doing it so it was really cool 
had the chance to engage with him, interact, have like good conversations, learn stories, like just these cool stories and tidbits, you know? So yeah, man, that was a really cool guy. And so they had a lot of really great guys there, but Jameis Winston, who's the quarterback, I know he got a lot of um, slack for, for a lot of, maybe slack's not the right word, but he was, um, had, a, had a lot of just things that occurred and happened to him uh, or stories that came out or, you know, news and things. And, it made it tough because he was just such a nice guy. He was like super cool. So you know how I said I never had the chance to meet Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, eating W's, yeah. James Winston. <laughs> that was the season. So we, we were we didn't didn't have a good year. So he we got ended up for that on social. But so I actually met Jameis Winston like one of the, my first days on the job, and that was the difference I say between Green Bay and Tampa Bay. If that that yeah. was in perspective, yeah, I never met Aaron Rodgers once, but I had the opportunity to meet Jameis Winston like one of my first few weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it was because they understood, like, yo, this guy is going to be around you. Like me. Like, he's going to, like, this guy mm-hmm. works on the social. He's going to mm-hmm. be trying to do things. He's going to be filming you, recording you. You don't want to just look over and be like, who's this guy? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they could kind of, they might know your name, name, but it's like just to put that into perspective. But it's cool because over the course of time, this is the type of guy Jameis Winston is. There'd be times down the road, I covered his community events, charitable events, but the hallway at one buck, you go downstairs, it's like, um, and on the other side of the building, it's the players' hallway, the players' locker room, and stuff. I remember seeing him in the hallway once, and this is like later in the season. So I'm thinking he's, you know, not really sure who I am. He's like, "What's up, Derek?" What you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Like, here's this, you know, I'm like, man, this is this is so crazy to me because he, um, it's just the type of guy he was though. He would address people by their first names, uh, ma'am and sir. Like, you know, what I mean, he was just a really cool guy. So really, really kind. So that was cool to like engage with him you know through through that through that course of time all the other guys were cool too man um there was deshaun jackson's first year that was his first year with the buccaneers he had just signed so much swag <coughs> excuse me so so much swag man and i was like man i wonder what he's um what he's like and people i think were always like wonder what he's like because he seems so like standoffish to a lot of people yeah and I, and, I, and i ended up having the chance to just like change dialogue with him and i'm like man he's just he's just a cool dude I was, I was glad he was, though. I was like, man, I just hope he's cool, right? I don't want him to tell me, like, tell me off and tell me, like, you know, whatever. But he was so cool, man. They had a lot of great guys. Gerald McCoy, who just signed with the uh, the Panthers. Um, Buccaneers let him go, but he did a lot for the community. He was a really nice guy. So it was cool, man. I had the chance to really just cross paths with different guys, work on content. And um, those guys really stand out to me in those game experiences. But it was Man, so I don't take it for granted, so I'm I'm very thankful for that. I know that was a little long-winded, but see, that's the story. Like, I went mm-hmm. from having, you know what I mean, coming in with five people to by the end of the season, just me and one other person. So I was forced to really work extended hours, learn more, and this isn't something I went to school for. Yeah. So I had to go and, like, get the reps to do it, and it's hard, dude. That's, like, the biggest stage in the world. Like, the NFL is, like, so if I post something on social media, like, you know how it is, like, it's out there, right? If I post it on my channel or my page, Maybe I'll get away with deleting it a minute later if I made a mistake, but you do it on a pro page, like no way, dude. That's ready. Mm-hmm. I like, t- like we used to count how long it would take for something to reach a thousand views, like less than ten minutes. So, well, one minute, that's yeah. already a hundred. Yeah, and so. not only that, people, uh, people screenshot really quickly. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It, 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 you need to be way faster than that right. to delete. And I think the best thing to do is not to post anything that'll. It'll put you in a problem. So definitely, you go from Tampa Bay mm-hmm. to Green Bay, correct? And now you have your own 
project, Spallone Sports, yeah. which I'm pretty sure everything that you learned in those internships are being applied to Spallone Sports. And um, when I met you, you went to, to talk uh, to to my class at, at IMS, Illinois Media School. And I, I remember this stuck with me for, it, it, it's still with me to this day, like Deontay Wilder says, um, that you said that the day of your graduation, you were denied. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, you, you applied to like Comcast Sportsnet or something like that, or uh, uh, you might want to correct yeah, me yeah, here. No, but I interned with, and I'll let you finish your thought. Yeah. I interned with Comcast Sportsnet, which is now NBC Chicago, but um, that wasn't the uh, the role. Um, it was just a phone call from a different entity but yeah cool. yeah, yeah yeah and then they told you that that uh, they basically put you down on the day of your graduation mm-hmm. right and now a few years later fast forward you are living your dream mm-hmm. i mean you you work but you you work on something that you like mm-hmm. and then you also have this passion project talk to me a little bit about spallone sports how that came about okay. um and just your overall feelings of when when it comes to this to this project because i'm pretty sure it's it's something massive for you yeah no man it's uh <laughs> it's like it's an exciting time man so um you know that did happen on the, on the graduation day you know I, I had a call and pretty much the guy another line uh from not from comcast but from a different company he knew he was just like pretty much saying that if i didn't find a job in six months just pursue something else mm-hmm. you know how the broadcast world is man so it was uh you have one of two ways right you look at it from do I give up or do you look at it like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go and grind it out and, and try to make the best out of it. And I'm fortunate that I, I chose the route to try to grind it out because, um, that same year, you know, five, six months later, that's when I was blessed to do my dream interview with Derek Rose and, uh, Isaiah Thomas and just create that content. So the, uh, that was, there's definitely, I'm, I'm fav- thankful I stuck with it. Cause like you mentioned, that kind of led me into this opportunity at that time to now five years later with Spallone Sports. So Spallone Sports um, just started off. We're I'm pretty much about three weeks into it. So it was in it was a couple months in the work. So as soon as I came back from Green Bay, I had a job with the Wilson Sporting Goods. Uh, so I work I work with them right now and I do social media, social media specialist. So basketball, football and volleyball social accounts and campaigns. And my thing was like, man, like I need to like I still have this passion for broadcast, right? And reporting. I'm like, how, how can I kind of find my, my niche? I don't want to shy away from it. I never wanted to like as deep as I, you know, when you get into something deeper, you have to put more of focus and time into it. That was my fear. I was like, well, the deeper I get into this world, I can't really do what I love, right? Like what, what gets me going, like that passion I have. So when Hidden Diamond Sports, who I was formerly working with on the that's a production company, when they kind of when Dan, who 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 I work closely with now, he went his separate ways, and I was thinking, man, he's like, yo, you know, you should look into potentially starting your own type of entity. This is like in February, and I, you know, I thought about it for a little bit, I, I brainstorm it out, but I didn't want to get, I didn't know how to, you know, what I mean, on a business side, like that's that's a lot of responsibility, right? You got <laughs> as I'm yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, of course. So I was I wasn't too sure how to go about it and um jo and i i would i would pick his brain about it, i would talk about it and it was like man just a couple months in the works you know and we're like it, it is that time you know and it, was, it, it came it became more transparent later on when we're like wow like 
the whole time in, in Hidden Diamond Sports, no offense, but that was already kind of my me, right? Like I was, you know, blessed to be that guy on the camera doing the interviews, doing the recap. So forming my own entity was like just taking all my experiences before and now trying to take, you know, take it and create something differently. And all of us is still collaborating and work together. So I'm thankful that, uh, you know, they, they inspired that vision for me and that I was like, man, let's, let's shop below in sports. Let's, let's go for it. So we talked the vision. We talked how we wanted to be different. And our biggest thing was I always wanted to focus on highlighting athletes as individuals first and athletes second through segments, mm-hmm. interviews, features, recaps. So that was what Spallone Sports was like. We're like, we're going to do this this way. We're going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to work together, but I, I would envision and tell the stories that were important and that I felt like needed to be told, right? I want to tell these stories. I don't need to listen X, Y, Z to tell me how to tell them. Like, you know, and when I, what I mean by X, Y, Z is the managers or, you know, somebody that's higher up from you. It's like, hey, this is like my thing. I'm going to, I want to run with it, right? So, I want I want to tell the stories that I feel like are are important and to have fun doing it. Like that was the biggest yeah. thing. It was like we yeah, put in yeah, so much course. work. You know what I'm saying? Like Ooh. so much work from the journey for all those stops, man, and like you know the, the broadcast years and then the Wolves and Tampa and Green Bay. And I was back and I was like, man, I need to like you know like let's have let's enjoy this too because time goes so fast. You're always thinking what's next, what's next. And now it was the opportunity to really like to do it and and what what was next. So. For Spillone Sports, that's what it was. It was like, let's go and tell, let's figure it out. Let's t- do these segments. So we uh, did our first segment, Where's the Fun, uh, which focused on highlighting uh, a person's favorite athlete participating in their favorite hobby. So there you go. So for example, you know, say you are an avid basketball player, but you're, you know, um, uh, you're, you're, you know, a broadcaster. So you're... I'm going to go and hoop with you pretty much. You're going to take me through your hobby. You're already going to do your activity and your hobby. You're going to do it regardless, right? So I'm going to come with you and document it. It's already like, I'm not even, you know what I mean? I don't need you to come and do like my thing. That's already your thing. I just want to come there with you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm telling your story. It's already something you're already in your daily life and your routine. So that was like our way. We're like, man, this is like, let's get these guys in their element outside of, you know, playing, playing, the sport or you know doing what they're they're doing so you probably get a better interview too right you do you do yeah. it's more conversation right like right now you and i are just talking i've I'm, i mean i'm talking a lot but <laughs> but it's your time man. no it's all good it's all good thanks like i said man but it's it's that perspective like that was the way we looked at it, it was like let's let's go and tell these stories where we want to tell it let's be a little bit more personable and engaging um we never really always did X's and O's, you know what I mean? I never really like did all that, but like now especially it was like let's combine just everything. Let's have some fun with it. And you know who actually inspired this idea? It's so crazy. My girlfriend was actually the one that inspired that idea. Because I was talking to her about a segment I wanted to do. And it was kind of like a long form interview. And she was like, in less words, she was kind of like, that doesn't sound too thrilling. Like, it's kind of boring, right? Because it's like, <laughs> I'm like, boring? I've been doing this my whole life. Like, or not my whole life, but my whole life, those four years. But um, she was kind of made it seem like, you know, people's attention spans and what they like to watch, right? Like, are you going to watch a 20, 25-minute interview or would you watch a 20, 25-minute segment if I was doing an activity or doing a hobby with somebody? It's just a little bit more engaging, right? You feel a little bit connected to it because maybe you like that hobby. The mm-hmm. viewer does. So they feel like, man, that's awesome. Like, damn, here's this guy showing this and this guy's participating in this and... So that was really neat, man, to bring that to life. And 
um, that's just what we're trying to do. You know, I just tell those stories we enjoy and, and try to capitalize on those opportunities. Uh, it's been a grind. It's been a lot of work. It's tough to juggle social media and, uh, and, and the broadcast entity, but uh, we're, we're taking the right steps. We're having faith, having some fun, and we're all collaborating. So it's been cool, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. I hope a, a position opens up so I can so I can work with you. <laughs> right, <laughs> make it happen. You'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's been an honor to talk to you. Yeah, man. seriously, you. Uh, you are a true inspiration for anyone that's pursuing a similar career path that that, that you are. Uh, you're, I'm pretty sure you're not where you want to be, but you are very close. So that is something that should inspire a lot of people. And I want to leave off with two questions. Sure. The first one, the very first question. You've interviewed Steph Curry, Derek Rose, um, Isaiah Thomas. I saw you, and this is the 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 Mexican in me. Um, you in you, well, you work with Alan Pulido. Yeah. Player from uh, Chivas. Yep. Um, I know him very well. I talk a lot of shit about him. But that interview <laughs> happened at four in the morning. And he was up for it? He was up for the interview at 4 a.m. Shout out to J.O. and my guy, Gio. Yep, 4 in the morning, man. Gio oh translated the interview because Alan yes. speaks Spanish. Only Spanish, well, he, yes. He did like some, he has some, right? He like broken English kind of, not in a bogus way, but he was able yeah. to be like, hello, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was like, obviously spoke Spanish mainly. Oh, yeah. So not to cut you off, but yeah, that happened at 4 in the morning. Like he arrived in like Chicago, like at 2 a.m. and we were waiting at this hotel. Yeah, that's that crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he was doing like some promotion for this car dealership. Right. Um, so who do you still have to interview? Who, who is that athlete in, on your bucket list that you would like to interview? The second question for anyone pursuing the same career, what advice would you give them? I know it's, it's, it, it's a cliche, uh, question, yeah, but cool. I, I think that you are the person to, to answer this. So, I mean, we'll leave off on those two questions. Yeah. Um, your first, the f answer the first one. Excuse me, man. I dang, I should. I knew I should have brought some water with. <laughs> I mean, Jail knew I was gonna talk for a while. We should have. <coughs> Excuse me, man. But um, the first uh, to answer your first one, um, I would I would love the opportunity. I think ultimately Michael Jordan would be that'd be like a blessing, right? Why did like, I think yeah. about that answer <laughs> when I was when thinking saying. of the question? I thought the same exact yep. person. I don't know. Well, I mean, because you're a big basketball. Fan, right. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> just, just for what he did for Chicago, right? Oh, like, yeah, of I, course. I'm not going to like front like I had the opportunity to really like, oh, man, like I grew up and like what? Like I was born in 94, right? So that was the middle of their, their championship. Well, I was born like almost to the day three months after his last championship with okay. the bulls so i didn't get to see a thing of of of, uh, of right. michael jordan's run right so <laughs> you know how it is like that was my thing too is like i didn't get the chance but i saw tapes right like my dad had the vcrs and obviously you grow up and you're like man like uh, you're in the chicagoland area you love basketball this is idol this icon you know what i'm saying like um and it's michael jordan right you're like man this is like everybody wants to be like mike you know so um <laughs> It was so that was just and what he did for the city and what he did for the game, just revolutionizing so so many ways. So Michael Jordan, I would say in that regard, uh, LeBron's right up there. Um, Kobe would be dope. Um, yeah, I think like Tom Brady would be really cool. I think Rodgers would be dope. Uh, sorry, I'm just spitballing names because now I have like that like really quick names. Uh, yeah, man, all those guys would be cool. I think Antonio Brown would be really cool. You know, just guys like that, man, would be it'd be it'd be a blessing for sure. Um, 
But yeah, I think in the sports world, so guys like that would be that'd be awesome too. You know, baseball has some high profile names too, man. They got a lot of guys, but like Christian Yelich and Mike Trout. But yeah, it's uh, I would say I would say around that that type of that type of world. So still working on it, um, and trying to trying to bring some different stories to life. So we'll see. Hopefully one day. But you know, those guys gotta 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 go through a lot of different loopholes and higher ups, right? So mm. <laughs> to try to, to, try to do all that. So it's very normal. Yeah, for sure. And it hasn't it's not like it's impossible. You know, we've obviously been blessed to interview guys that high profile names and we, you know, had those opportunities through uh through through God, but also, you know, just reaching out and, and being able to connect. Uh so that and then your second question, uh, which I'm glad you asked, man, because that's that's the biggest thing. I would say my biggest piece of advice to anybody that's in, in that's pursuing this field. And I, I would honestly say, man, never, don't give up. And I know that sounds cliche, but this is what I mean by it. Don't give up because you put time slots on yourself, right? You think to yourself, man, I need to accomplish this before this time frame. Otherwise, I need to do something else or this failure, right? Example, I was told if I didn't get a job in six months, I didn't get my first break for like four years to like three, four years later. I used to listen, uh, I remember Jay Cole said this in an interview a long time ago and he was talking about his journey and he was talking about like, he just used to tell himself like, you know, it was, it was coming. The opportunity was coming and it was coming. And then like two years later it did right with like, with, um, with Jay-Z and rock. So it, it's, it's unique from that perspective to think because I used to tell myself the same. It's coming. It's coming. That time will come. And of course you all get discouraged, right? It's a journey, man. You got to stay the course. Like it's so hard, right? The ups and the downs, like sacrifices dedications relationships what you're passionate about putting money into it funding your dream i worked at buffalo wild wings and and without them and them being cool with my schedule and flexibility like there's no way i would have been able to do what i did you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and i'm Mm -hmm. thankful for that because someone believed in my dream you know in the journey so i would say for anybody else man just have faith um never give up continue to work hard set you know set those goals for yourself and just know that like it may not happen today or tomorrow, but it will happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. it will happen. Mm-hmm. You just have to honestly believe. You got to stay the course. Like, you just got to keep working, too. I think having faith and grinding it out, like, that's my biggest piece of advice is, like, don't get discouraged because, like, we, you put the times, time frame on yourself. Allow yourself that time to grow and to learn, man, and, and, to, and to network. Like, all those things are a formula for success, but you really, it really starts with you. Like, the best thing you can do is believe in yourself, you know? I think when you, when you need it from somebody else to really – give you that extra motivation like you don't got it like you have to have ambition you know what i'm saying you have to you gotta you gotta have it because that's what's gonna propel you forth and you telling yourself like man like it's cool if only three four people rock with me but i love what i do i believe in it uh, that i'm gonna i'm gonna take it all away so that's my advice to anybody out there like pursuing a dream no matter how hard it is no matter how many times someone may tell you it's not possible you gotta believe in it you gotta you gotta envision it and just know like man it's may not be like i said today or tomorrow but it'll happen. But you got to put the actions towards it too. So, so yeah, that's a that's a good question to end off on, man. That's a that's that's what I would say. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, social media, your your Facebook page. Go ahead, man. Just plug it away because <laughs> people because people have to see your stuff, even if they're if they're not sports fans. Just because of of that journey that you went through, and just to see how how your work is 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 shown now it, it's not just talk here you yeah. know so go ahead and uh plug away man yeah definitely man well uh first off like i said appreciate you having me on man Thanks yeah of course me on as a guest shout out to uh to jo he has his drop in soon 
uh, Dan Dusing Digital. Uh, shout out my guy, Dan Dusing. Uh, been through a lot. And, uh, you know, shout out the fam, the Splone fam. Shout out to my girlfriend, Diana. And uh, the gang, the, my, my boys, man, everybody that's rocking with us. Uh, we got to name them all really fast. We'll go through and, like, speed race through it. So we got DJ Miguel, Roscoe, a.k.a. McKinley, uh, Gio, Ricky. <laughs> uh, we'll give Alex a shout out. We'll give Lewis a shout out. Miguel and who am I forgetting, Jail? Ooh, let's hope you're not forgetting anyone because yeah, yeah. Spoke, oh Sully. We'll give Sully a shout out. We'll give every yeah, we'll give them all a shout out. Huh? Amir? Oh, and Amir. Oh man, I can't forget Amir. So good look. See, Amir would have got pissed. So good thing. So this is good. See, shout out to Jail for being right there with it. And everybody <laughs> else I forgot. But really quick, um, and everybody that supported Swollen Sports, because like I had mad love when we dropped that and everybody like rocked with it, and I'm so thankful for that. That was like a huge blessing because you never know, right? Like it takes a community and a village to really push you forth. But uh, quick plugs for everything. Um, Spalone Sports on Instagram. Spalone Sports, so it's it's one word. We're on Facebook. Spalone Sports, two words. YouTube. Spalone Sports. Um, so all the content's up on there. www.spalonesports.com. That's the website. So we have everything up there. And then uh, I'm on as well. Uh, DS, DS Spalone. So Derek Scott Spalone. So it's DS and then Spalone. Uh, so on Instagram. And, um, yeah, that's probably the best place for people to grab me. Just grab me on it. Hit me up on Instagram, but, uh, Spalone sports, that's what I'm trying to push. So follow us. We appreciate the love and that's where the content is dropping. So we'll, uh, hopefully continue to rock it and shock the world. We got some things in the works so we need, we need all, we need everybody to stay tuned, man. So we appreciate that a lot. So, yeah. All right. For sure. Go follow him and you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, I think that's it at Alex Perez FC. This, guys, is actually the end of the first season. What a way to end it. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, we'll be back probably in a couple of weeks um, with a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool content, and uh, a surprise. A surprise for sure. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Derek, thank you. Jail, thank you for the camera work. You have been unbelievable, my man, and with the stats too, clutch as hell. Yeah, that was so clutch. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe, subscribe to the show, of course, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.